This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This episode is actually coming out on a Monday. Praise the Lord. <laughs> this episode is part two to last week's episode when we broke down the difference between performance and obedience. Last week, I talked about just how it's important that we don't slip into performance-based faith as us as people, excuse me, who are called to the masses, I told y'all, I believe that everyone who's called to this show is a powerhouse. So as people who are called to be powerhouses, whether it is to the masses or to your neighborhood or to your household, it's important that we are constantly in a position where we're moving with the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that gets us out of that position is performance. And a lot of times that performance is unintentional. So that's why I wanted to go over that last week so we can identify our behaviors that get us to that place so that we can make sure that we remain in position and do what the Holy Spirit is always instructing us to do because he is our guide. Last week or yesterday, we talked about uh, performance a lot, but today I want to talk about obedience because I, I need you to fully understand the difference between the two. If we go to 1 Samuel 15 verses 22 through 23, I'm going to read it in the message version. It says, then Samuel said, do you think all God wants are sacrifices, empty rituals just for show? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing. Not staging a lavish religious production, not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. <laughs> Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors because you said no to God's command. He says no to your kingship. I like reading the message version sometimes because if you ever want to get smacked in the face a little bit and it's like that dagger being stuck in you and it twisted some, like that's how that's how the message Bible be getting you. Like it, 
it really makes things very, very clear. And it's, it's dramatic to me, but sometimes drama is needed for us to truly understand. Um, but I like the way that this broke this down because last week I told you that a lot of us, we get into performance and we perpetuate those same toxic behaviors that kept us out the church by being so self-righteous and worried about what everybody else is doing. And that makes us get into performance as opposed to steadily staying in position to obey God. And in this scripture, it says that not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. And because you said no to God's command, he says no to your kingship. So this is why it's important for us to maintain a level of self-awareness and not just be perpetuating, like I said, those same toxic behaviors that kept us bound. We have to make sure that we are obeying God. God sees you saying no to him as worse than all of the stuff that you're pointing the finger at everybody else about. You're worried about what somebody else is doing. You're judging how the kingdom should be or how this person should pray or why this person ain't doing that. You're worried about the wrong thing. Because of the, your disobedience is worse than all of that, according to this scripture. And so we, so I want you to understand that. And, and the reason why I really talked about performance is because performance is what keeps you out of obedience. And as I was reading this, it just truly drove the point home for me personally, why in, obedience is so important and why on this show, I really want to identify. I want to one, identify the things that get us out of obedience and I take it very seriously to make sure that I'm modeling obedience. That's why I tell you guys the story of things like the retreat and how much warfare went on on the back end or how when God had us go on tour, I had no clue how that was going to get paid for, but I did it anyway. Or telling you how I felt about changing the podcast and how insecure I felt. I share so many aspects of my journey because I want us to understand that obedience can be hard. Most of the time it is hard. Obedience is scary. But we have to obey God. We have to do what God tells us to do. That's why I give you tools like keeping God's track record. Because if you continue to remind yourself of what he's brought you through, it'll make the next yes that you give him that much better. People thank me all the time through like events and stuff like that. They always say thank you for your obedience. And I appreciate that. But thank me for my obedience by you continuing to be obedient. If you were to come to me and say, Tatum, because of your obedience, I did this. I would obey God. I didn't want to, but I, I heard what you said. So then I decided to say yes to God. And then this is how it's worked out. Like, that's what I want to hear. Because to me, that's what truly being effective is about. We give ourselves these influencer titles, but I want to influence you to obey God. I want to influence you to get at your father's feet. I want to answer. I want to uh, influence you to pray and to fast. I want to influence you to get in position so that you can get into your promised land. I want to influence you to slay every devil that tries to rise up against you and the things that cause you to do. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to encourage you to do. And so I hope through us talking about performance yesterday that you guys are able to understand just some of the things that may keep you out of obedience and more importantly, course correct those behaviors so that you can make sure that you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice and you're doing what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. I love to talk about Abraham's obedience, right? In Genesis 22, 18, it says, um, and in your, and I'm reading it in the English Standard Version, 
It says, and in your offering shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham's descendants, us, are blessed because he obeyed God's voice. I talk to you guys all the time about Deuteronomy 28 and how in the beginning it talks about blessings for obedience. So I'm going to read them out just in case y'all haven't opened your Bibles and gone to it. In Deuteronomy 28, I'm going to read it in the message version. It says that if you listen obediently to the voice of God, your God, and heartily obey all his commandments that I command you today, God your God will place you on high, high above all the nations of the world. All these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. God's blessing inside the city, God's blessing in the country, God's blessing on your children, the crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flocks, God's blessing on your basket and bread bowl, God's blessing in your coming in and God's blessing in your going out. God will defeat your enemies who attack you. They'll come at you one and run away on seven roads. God will order a blessing on your barns and workplaces. He'll bless you in the land that God, your God is giving you. God will form you as a people holy to him, just as he promised you, if you keep the commandments of God, your God, and live the way he has shown you. All the peoples on earth will see you living under the name of God and hold you in respectful awe. God will lavish you with good things, children from your womb, offspring from your animals, crops from your land, land that God promised your ancestors that he will give you. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule. <laughs> That's a whole word. And bless the work you take in hand on schedule. Like I can't get off of this on schedule. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the work you take in hand. So for a lot of you guys, you've been being obedient. You've been seeking God and you've been uh, doing the things that he's told you to do. And you feel like Tatum, I hear you. You talk about being obedient. I've done that. So where is my promised land? Where are these blessings that you speak of? Because I don't see them right now. But this scripture says that God will throw open the doors of his high vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule. So what I want to tell you in response to that is that he is going to do it on schedule. Your blessings are on schedule. And it says, and bless the work you take in hand. So your blessings are on schedule. Whether you see it or not, it's on schedule. Whether you have the tracking info or not, it's on schedule. So don't allow your, your impatience with God's timing take you out of obedience because you don't want it to get lost in the mail. <laughs> you don't want it to, to disappear or you don't want it to get returned to sender is a better example. You don't want it to get returned to sender because now you've allowed your impatience to take you out of position. So again, for those of you guys, I feel like there are some of you that's listening to me like Tatum. I have been obedient. I have been doing what God told me to tells me to do. I've done all of that. Where is it? My answer is it's on schedule. This episode is brought to you by Fiverr. Many of us have had to be very, very budget conscious this year, myself included. There's a lot that needs to be done in business, but we have to be smarter about how we get those things done and also how we hire people to do different tasks. 
Fiverr's online marketplace connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services. So that includes graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, podcast editing, and so much more. I've personally been using Fiverr since like 2015. I've used them from everything from presentations, um, logo design, any type of collateral design. And I even use them for podcast editing, especially when I get busy and don't have an opportunity to edit the show myself. Fiverr is always the first place that I go for my show, as well as other shows that I work on. I love Fiverr because it's quick. Most of my projects get done within a couple of days. It's very secure because everything takes place online. I can see uh, different reviews from the freelancers. I can check out examples of their previous work to see which one will fit best with me. And overall, Fiverr has just been my go-to for years. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code BLESSED. Find all the digital services you need in one place at fiverr.com code blessed. Again, that's fiverr.com code blessed. Let's get back to the show. The scripture goes on to say that you will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't always have to take out a loan. God will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be the top dog and never the bottom dog as you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God that I am commanding you today. Don't swerve an inch to the right or the left from the words that I command you today by going off and uh, following and worshiping other gods. Don't swerve an inch. I know people have told you that if you was to just give this one business intuitive session that that will allow you to kind of see where God is doing in your life. That is a lie. Don't swerve an inch. An inch is not that big. It's even, remember I talked about in the last episode that comp, that disobedience comes one compromise at a time. This scripture says, don't swerve an inch to the right or to the left. So it doesn't matter what the spiritually fluid try to tell you, you can still do. Do not swerve an inch to the right or to the left from the words that God is commanding you. Don't go off following, following and worshiping other gods because you think they're going to get it to you faster. It's on schedule. It's on schedule. Don't self-sabotage because of your impatience. It's on schedule. Verse 15 says, here's what will happen if you don't obediently listen to the voice of God, your God. And this, this is where it gets real. This is where it gets real. This is what happened when you swerve an inch to the right or to the left, or when you go off following and worshiping other gods. This is where it gets real. I'm going to read it in the message version because the message version, I tell you, it hit a little different. This is where it gets real. This is what happens when you are disobedient. And, and um, so verse 15, it says, here's what will happen if you don't obediently listen to the voice of God and diligently keep all the commandments and guidelines that I'm commanding you today. All these curses will come down hard on you. God's curse in the city. God's curse in the country, God's curse on your basket and bread bowl, God's curse on your children, the crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flock, God's curse in your coming in and God's curse in your going out. God will send the curse, the confusion, the contrariness down to everything you try to do unless you've been destroyed and there's nothing left of you all because of your evil pursuits that led you to abandon me savage. God will infect you with disease, wiping you right off the land that you're going to possess. 
Goodness gracious, God will con set consumption and fever and rash and seizures and dehydration and blight and jaundice on you. They'll hunt you down until you they kill you. The sky over your head will become an iron roof. The ground under your feet, a slab of concrete. From out of the skies, God will rain ash and dust on until you suffocate. Need I say more? Like, cause it gets realer and realer and realer and realer. This episode is brought to you by Issue. As creatives, we're always creating content, especially as business owners in a world where many people are online now more than ever. We have to constantly, constantly create content. And I know for me personally, one of the most frustrating things about creating content is putting those final details on it, having to format it and reformat it and format it again, just so that it could fit for every single platform that it goes to. And that's where Issue comes in. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines to sales collateral and more. Issue makes it super easy. You simply upload your PDFs and files and Issue transform them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. Then with Issue, you create it once and you distribute it everywhere. So everything is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook, and they can even help you make those animated Instagram stories. Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code BLESSED. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code blessed at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code blessed. Let's get back to the show. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. We're coming up on the holidays. It's getting cold outside in a lot of areas. And this is a time where a lot of seasonal depression starts to creep in. A lot of people have experienced loss this year due to COVID and just other things that's going on and experiencing the holidays without your loved ones can definitely be difficult. Even looking ahead to 2021 and just trying to figure out how you're going to make sure that that year is different, at least for your day-to-day -day life. It can be a lot. It can be stressful. It can be overwhelming. And that's where better help comes in. BetterHelp Online Counseling is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest e-counseling platform. So for me personally, I'm busy. And so when I, I deal with these type of emotions, I need something that is very, very convenient um, because it's hard for me to start researching therapists, make appointments with in-person counselors. We have to deal with COVID. So in-person is not necessarily ideal for, for me right now or for many of us. And sometimes I just put it off altogether because I don't have that convenience that I need in order to go to counseling. But with BetterHelp, they will connect you with a phenomenal counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. BetterHelp is also available worldwide. So wherever you are on the globe, they are available for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything you share is completely confidential. You can even start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. So if you need to talk to someone soon, you can start talking to them in under 24 hours. 
And best of all, it's truly an affordable option. Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BLESSED. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash blessed. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. Even if I'm like scrolling down, like, wow. In verse 47, it says, because you didn't serve God, your God, out of the joy and goodness of your heart and the great abundance, you'll have to serve your enemies who God will send against you. Life will be famine and drought, rags and wretchedness. And then he'll put an iron yoke on your neck until he's destroyed you. So this is the Old Testament. And I like reading the Old Testament because it's savage. (laughs) I like reading it because it reminds me that there are still consequences that disobedience come with consequences. And, you know, thankfully, and and also it just makes me appreciate, it makes me appreciate, excuse me, the fact that God loved me so much that he gave me another opportunity not to have to deal with this level of savagery for lack of a better word. Because sin always has to be uh, atoned for, right? There's, it's always a life for a life, so to speak. And so because God sent Jesus to die on a cross for our sins, now we don't have to deal with a lot of the savagery that is, that is in the Old Testament. But the principle still remains that there are curses, there are consequences for disobedience. And I love to read it because... It keeps me in check. It reminds me that God loves me, but there's still a wrath of God and I don't want no smoke at all. And it also reminds me again, like I said, how much he loves me, that he changed his methods when he sent Jesus. And so I want to go back to Abraham for a second because Abraham is one of, I personally just, really, really enjoy reading about Abraham and his obedience because the way he responded to God is what I aspire to do. So I'm going to read Genesis uh, 22 and I'm going to start at verse 22. So it says, after all of this, God tested Abraham. And prior to this, this is when Abraham's wife wasn't she was barren she wasn't able to have kids they wanted a child it was a huge faith uh it was a huge faith walk for them she it was she was able to have his son Isaac right so after all of this after everything that they went through God tested Abraham it says God says Abraham yes answer Abraham I'm listening And I have this highlighted on my notes because for me personally, this is how I want to answer God. I want God to say, Tatum, no matter what I'm doing, no matter how exciting things may be, no matter how bad things may be, no matter how regular and just normal or mundane things may be, I want God to say, Tatum, and I say, yes, I'm listening. That's what obedience is all about. That's where I'm trying to get us to with these episodes is that I want to get us to the point where God can say, Hey, insert name here. I'm listening. And you say, yes, I'm listening. So in uh, verse two, so I'm in chapter 22. I was started in verse one, but in verse 20, verse two, excuse me. He said, take your dear son, Isaac, 
whom you love and go to the land of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I'll point out to you. So God says, hey, you know that thing you pray for? You know that thing, that, that miracle that you love so much, that's so dear to your heart? Go sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Go kill it. You want to be blunt. Go kill it. And then Abraham in verse three, Abraham got up and I was, and when I read this, I always am like, okay, I got questions. Like I want to talk to Abraham and be like, so, all right. So listen, when God said to go take Isaac and sacrifice him, what were you thinking? How did you feel? Because it doesn't tell us that context. It just said what he did and he got up. But I think that's also a testament to how we should act. It didn't mention how he felt because how he felt didn't matter. What he did matter. His response to God's call is what matter. A lot of us, we got a lot of fluff in between verse number two and number three. We got a lot of fluff in between the instruction and the action. Oh, I feel this way. Let me procrastinate. I'm a wait. Maybe God didn't say that. I'm going to ask for confirmation 50 million times. It said Abraham got up. He didn't even question God. That, that is miraculous to me. Cause I'd have been like, I would have had a little lip. I'm not going to hold you. I would have had a little lip like God. So you talking about Isaac, Isaac, like that would have been my question. Like you talking about Isaac, Isaac, like the one that we prayed for, the one that you blessed us with the miracle, Isaac, you should like, no, no, no. Surely you ain't talking about that. Isaac. It must be another Isaac around here. Maybe one of the, the sheep named Isaac. Like that would have been my response because like, surely that ain't who you talking about. But it doesn't say any of that. It says Abraham got up. I aspire. I told you I got lip. I aspire for this type of obedience to where between the instruction, there's nothing else, but I got up. That God said, Tatum, I say, yes, I'm listening. He gave me the instruction and I got up. That, that's where we all need to get to. So it says, Abraham got up early in the morning. He saddled his donkey. He took two of his young servants and his son, Isaac. He had split wood from the burnt offering. He set out for the place God had directed him. On the third day, he looked up and saw the place in the distance. Abraham told his two young servants, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I are going over there to worship then we'll come back to you. And I highlighted this in my notes because I'm actually, you know, this made me think about a few things. God told him to go sacrifice his son. So he told him to go kill his son. He didn't say what the outcome was going to be. He didn't say that I was going to bring him back to life after you killed him. So why did Abraham tell the, um, the servants that he brought with them that will come back to you? Like, who was he talking about? Did he know that he and Isaac were coming back? Because if we were just going off of the information God told him, he was supposed to come back by himself. So this really just sticks out to me a little bit. But nevertheless, Abraham took the the wood for the burnt offering and gave it to Isaac, his son, to carry. He carried the flint and the knife. The two of them went off together. Isaac said to Abraham, his father, father, Abraham said, yes, my son. Isaac like, hey, God, check. I mean, hey, dad, check this out. We got flint, we got wood, but there's no sheep for the burnt offering. Cause Isaac started putting two and two together. Like what's, what's, what's about to happen here? Abraham said, son, God will see to it that there's a sheep for the burnt offering. 
and they kept on walking together. And I highlighted this too, because going back to my question of why did he tell the servants that will be back when God told him that to go kill his son. And in this response, he says, God will see to it that there's a sheep for the burnt offering. I believe that Abraham might have known that he was being tested. It, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming. But I'm thinking maybe Abraham might have known that he would be tested. Or he might have trusted God so much to know that God wouldn't do something like that. Like God wouldn't just have him go kill his son for no reason. So maybe it was him having some type of hope and maybe it was him having some type of truck. I don't know. I'm just assuming here, but I, I'm just assuming like how he felt. But what I know is what he did and what he did was he got up. So then in verse number nine, it says they arrived at the place to where God had directed him. Abraham built an altar. He laid out the wood then he tied up Isaac and laid him on the wood. Abraham reached out and took the knife to kill his son. Reading this, like after just having a son in similar circumstances, like having, having this blessing and from not being able to, um, have that before I'm, I, I, my prayer is that God gives me the faith and obedience that Abraham did to go and take that, to, to go and take my son to sacrifice him. Like, this one moves me personally on my heart a little bit differently. And I know for you guys that are listening at our parents, this, this hits different. This tests your faith differently. I did a, um, a video on my YouTube channel about my scariest leap of faith. And I talked about shutting down my business like that hurt. But if God was to say, take my son, I, I, I can't imagine. And I would, I just pray because I don't even want to know, <laughs> but I just pray that this is the level of obedience that I can have. And people can't like, and reading stories like this in the Bible, I believe this is why it's so important to get into the word reading stories like this, the stuff we go through, we, we really act like because of the world we live in now is so much harder than it was in biblical times. It's not, it's not, it's not to take your child the fruit of your, your womb, like the, your child. And for me as a woman, the, the one that grew inside of me that I felt kicked that I pushed like all of these things to take him and go kill him. And then I got to take the knife out and like, no, that's next level obedience. And it's such a model of trust in God. So let's see how the story ends. Abraham reached out and took the knife to kill his son. Just then an angel of God called to him out of heaven. Abraham, Abraham. He said, yes. Again, he says, yes, I'm listening. I would assume that this, yes, I'm listening was a little easier because he was probably waiting for somebody to stop him. But he says, yes, I'm listening. Angel says, don't lay a hand on that boy. Don't touch him. Now I know how fearlessly you fear God. You didn't hesitate to place your son, your dear son, on the altar for me. Abraham looked up. He saw a ram caught by his horns in the thicket. Abraham took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering of his son. He named the place God Yaira, which means God sees to it. That's where we get the saying on the mountain of God, he sees it. 
on the, the angel of God spoke from heaven a second time to Abraham. He said, I swear God, sure word, because you have gone through with this and have not refused to give me your son, your dear son, I'll bless you. Oh, how I'll bless you. And I'll make sure that your children flourish like stars in the sky, like sand on the beaches and your descendants will defeat their enemies. All nations on earth will find themselves blessed through your descendants because you obeyed me. This is an awesome word to hear from God, but he didn't hear that when God said Abraham in verse one, and he said, yes, I'm listening. And God says to, to gave him the instruction, the scary instruction to take your dear son, whom you love, sacrifice him. Remember the scripture we gave last episode and sent first Samuel about obedience being better than sacrifice. Nothing that you sacrifice for God is, is more important than obedience, even something you love so much. So you could insert Isaac for whatever it is that, that, uh, is important to you. But when God tests you, are you going to pass the test? Is he going to be able to say, insert name here? And you say, I'm listening. And then he gives you the instruction, the scary instruction that doesn't make sense, that you can't quite figure out. Are you going to get up or are you going to stay there? Or do you need to hear verse 15 before you do verse three? It doesn't work like that. We're blessed because of Abraham's obedience. And then right after that, Abraham went back to his young servants, verse 19. They got things together and returned to where they came from. I ain't about to do this word with y'all. And then it says, after all this, Abraham got to, to the news. Your brother is a father. And then it, it just went on to all of the descendants now. So that he got to see. He didn't see it all because we're still descendants his, his blessings for his obedience is still unfolding. Like we talk about wanting to leave a legacy. We talk about wanting to have generational this and generational that. Are you going to get up or do, like I said, or do you need to hear verse 15 when he tells him the promise or the reward before you do number or before you do verse two, which was the instruction Excuse me, before you do verse three, which was get up. So again, you guys, I cannot stress enough the importance of obedience. I don't even need to say much else because I believe the word of God speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. And I pray that through these last two episodes that you just understand that we are to obey God and don't allow any performance-based instincts or any of your characteristics allow you to drift off into performance to where you get out of position to obey God. So I'm going to go ahead and end the episode here. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week.